0: Welcome to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Brigham And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker. On each episode of The Pillars, we find a brief resilience topic so you can practically fix any potential roadblock you encounter and finish a better wingman, airman, and leader. And today's topic could be a little tiring to talk about. <laughs> That's because we're talking about
1: fatigue, and uh, in talking about this, topic. Chapman Bridgman and I were thinking of it from the perspective of the four pillars of resilience. I think it's appropriate, this being the Pillars podcast, that we actually cover fatigue from those four different perspectives. Um, Now, obviously in in one podcast episode, trying to keep around 15 minutes, we can't cover all four. So what we're going to do is focus today on the physical and spiritual pillars of resilience, specifically as they relate to fatigue. So, uh, given my background, I'm going to focus on the physical and Chaplin Bridgeman will cover the spiritual. Now, physical fatigue is essentially what happens when we push our bodies way too far and we're not getting enough sleep or other kind of restorative uh, activity to actually make it back to our optimal levels of performance and fitness. And this happens um, certainly from a mental perspective when you feel worn down or um, from an emotional perspective when you've taken on far too much of uh, your own problems, other people's problems, and from stress. But physically, it can feel like you just had the worst workout of your life. Your muscles get sore. You feel sluggish, you lack energy, everything that you do takes significantly more effort and all you want to do is just lie down and rest. And sometimes we don't have the opportunities to do that. Sometimes we have to keep pushing on. And the problem is when we keep pushing and keep pushing and um, try to do just a little bit more, go a little bit further before we can allow our bodies to recover, then we're extending the length of time that's actually gonna take for us to physically recover and get back to our optimal level of performance. So counterintuitively, uh, counterintuitively, there's some things that you can do to um, help with this level of physical fatigue. First of all is to watch your sedentary habits. What do I mean by sedentary? Well, a lot of us will have office jobs or where we we sit at a desk for an extended period of time. And uh, unfortunately, if you're familiar with Newton's law of motion, a body at rest tends to stay at rest. So what we need to do is actually inject some physical activity at some point in time uh, throughout the day in order to keep um, motion going. Our bodies are really adaptive. If we do one certain activity for an extended period of time, it starts to learn what uh, energy resources it needs to provide us with and then modify according to that. So if we're just sitting around at work or even on the weekends just being you know, lazy slug of beds and going through a... Uh, streaming service marathon, right, on our couches, then our body's not gonna supply us with as many energy resources because we're not telling it that we need it. However, let's say we get up at least once an hour for five minutes and take a quick walk, you know, 250 steps, that's not a lot, or do a set of squats or push-ups or my favorite burpees. Then you're, you're telling your body, hey, don't go to sleep on me just yet, I need some energy. And, and if you continually do that, make that a regular part of your daily pattern, then you mo- might not experience that same kind of dip or shift um, in your, your uh, fatigue or energy requirements. Also got to take care of our bodies physically. So that pertains to not just exercise like we've been talking about, but fueling your body correctly. If you don't eat carbs, you're setting yourself up for failure because your body runs on complex carbohydrates and more so your brain. So if you're feeling mentally sluggish as well, maybe you're not gaining enough carbs. Um, keep it low on the fat because fat tends to, to take a lot more uh, energy uh, to resource. It's calorically more dense uh, than, than proteins or uh, carbohydrates. So if you minimize that, so sorry, fast food, you actually may uh, notice that you have a lot more energy and just switch it out for some fruits and vegetables. Stay hydrated throughout the day. It's one of the biggest causes of fatigue, especially in the afternoon, is that you haven't been drinking enough uh, pure water throughout the day. Plenty of coffee, uh, but not enough water. So make sure that you're getting um, at least your, um, half your body weight in ounces each day, more so if you're exercising. And speaking of caffeine, I know a lot of us will uh, use this, myself included, I'm, I've got a cup of coffee right next to me as I'm talking right now, to counteract the physical effects of sleep. Um, and that's okay in moderation, but when we start to rely on it and maybe get to our third, fourth, fifth... Uh, cup of coffee or certain energy drinks that can actually impair our ability to get the sleep that our body is actually trying to tell us that we need. So watch out for caffeine after about three or four in the afternoon. If you're drinking, like I was talking about, five or six cup of coffee, um, the time it takes for your body to actually break down uh, that caffeine and get it out of your system is going to be prolonged. So, you know, you're really doing yourself a disservice. You may find yourself wired uh, at 9 or 10 at night, even though you haven't had caffeine in a while. And just
0: to clarify, a cup is not one thirty-six ounce cup of coffee, right? Just to <laughs> right. Be clear. Got it. Right. Just checking. Yeah,
1: that that would be more like four and a half cups. Roger. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks for the clarification. Yeah, and, and um, we can... Look at this, too, in terms of how many milligrams of caffeine are, are in a serving. So 50 milligrams, approximately one serving. I think your average energy drink has about 200, so that would be like four servings. So um, again, I'm not saying that you can't have those, but maybe slow it, uh, slowly consume that throughout um, your day instead of just chugging it down all at once. And then manage your, your stress. Uh, emotional stress actually takes a physical toll on your body. So make sure you're, you're making time for your leisurely activities, the things that you like to do for fun, uh, whenever you can get those in. Ideally, every single day, taking about 20 to 30 minutes just for you, just to do some of the things that you enjoy that help you decompress. But if not, then, then try to carve out time on the weekends where you can get that relaxation and, and stress decompression that you need because that's going to help you physically as well. And then, when it comes to eye strain, uh, this is something that uh, a lot of our targeteers will experience because they sit in low lighting, they're constantly staring at a bright computer screen all day. And if you got one of those jobs, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Your eyes just feel heavy and tired. So, to help with this, try to look away from the screen uh, periodically throughout each hour. Uh, Recommend generally about every 15 minute intervals, um, but just whenever you think of it or reminded of it, look away, let your eyes focus and readjust. Uh, maybe do as strange as it sounds some eye exercises. Okay, so up down left right, roll them around a little bit, um, just to make sure that you're, that you're not getting too uh, clenched and staring at your screen. And give yourself a, a, a break too. Uh, when you're taking that five minute break every hour, maybe go walk around outside, expose yourself to to some of that good vitamin D sunshine. Um, give your your eyes a little break from that as well. So that's what I've got for the physical component of fatigue. Chaplain, you want to take over from here or anything you want to add?
0: No, but the spiritual piece, I think, interrelates inter- with what you've talked about. And actually all four of the pillars as we go through the fatigue section, which will be this week and next week, mm-hmm. you'll see that there's a lot of things that overlap. Absolutely. And what's interesting is from my spiritual tradition, there was a statement said that said, come to me, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And a yoke was something that was put on an animal to make sure that they stayed on track, but that the burden was shared. What that message is saying in my spirituality and in others as well is to find a purpose in your spiritual guide, whether that's through a faith tradition, whether it's something like Christianity, Mm -hmm. Buddhism, uh, Islam, etc., and to stick with those tenets to help guide you and keep you on track in your life. Sometimes just getting tired means we're off our purpose. Mm -hmm. There was a mythologist years ago named Joseph Campbell. He came up with a theory called the Hero's Journey. He studied myths from all over the world and found that there are 17 distinct steps that are found in every mythology, every faith, worldwide and even in some of our uh,
1: interplanetary
0: uh, battle movies. Correct, in fact, (laughs) it was the basis for Star Wars. So if you get back and go and see how the movie was made, Mm -hmm. it followed all those steps intentionally on purpose. But if you look at your favorite movie and follow these steps, you'll find that uh, movies that generally resonate with you and do well, also follow these and that's on purpose as well film schools teach it etc but why is it so important in the movies or in books you've read well because it's part of our life i believe it's written on our soul that you're on a journey to fulfill your purpose we
1: talked about this before you mm-hmm. believe that all of us in our own distinct way are on our own hero's journey
0: we are we absolutely are and it talks about three big sections and this does relate to fatigue but the first one is separation mm-hmm. a lot of us do that when we join the military you go further than you've ever been before there's a big transition And then there's an initiation section, and that's the most difficult part, because you're learning what your purpose is, what you have to do, why you're here, and certain life lessons. And the final part is return. Those are the overarching sections, but for those interested, you can Google it. Uh, The book came out in the 50s, so it's a little bit older, a little bit academic, but it's definitely worth your time. So what's the point? Well, when we get a spiritual fatigue, and that can be in a form of lethargy where you don't know what I'm supposed to do. That's really what it comes down to. You might have multitude of choices in front of you. You might just not know which direction to go. It could be the next college you want to attend, what degree program, if you want to try to commission, or if you want to go um, fly RPAs, whatever you want to do, you just don't know. Well, a way to figure it out is what just comes naturally to you, hmm. something that you have a predisposition towards. And usually it can be, if you think when you were a kid, what was something you just gravitated towards. Perhaps you want to be a police officer in the military, you want to fly. Look for that and find something that comes easy. I'm going to use a practical example and I'm going to use a spiritual example. A practical example of this actually comes from the former Director of National Intelligence, General James Clapper. He recently retired um, and he has a story that he tells often about being dropped off at his grandparents in Philadelphia for the summer. Mm-hmm. Now his father, um, DNI Clapper's father, was an intel officer in the army. And so, his son is 12 years old, he's in Philadelphia, and this is James Clapper, the future DNI. Mm-hmm. And he's using an old TV, which you'd have to go up to and turn a dial. I and he found this. that if he turned the dial to a certain point, he could hear conversations. And it turned out to be the Philadelphia Police Department. So, this summer, he spent the entire summer listening to the conversations and deciphering what the 10 codes were 10 4, all no that, way. and put it on cards. So, at the end of the summer, the dad comes back, again, an intel officer, a career army officer, and talks to the you know, future DNI Clapper and says, Okay, what did you learn? and your, your summer as a 12-year-old. And he brings out these three-by-five cards where he says, I deciphered what was going on in the police, uh, police how they respond, how long they respond, and had all this information as a 12-year-old. And the dad sat there, just at the table, shaking his head, leaning, and he goes, my goodness, I've trained my replacement. <laughs> and so that's an example of some a calling early in life. Mm-hmm. He turned out to be a career intel officer, rising through the ranks as a general officer in the Air Force, actually initially a Marine, then an intel officer. And now, um, obviously, later on as DNI in, in the 70s. That's one example. A spiritual example comes from the Hebrew scriptures, where priests who would set up this tent um, for worship, a tabernacle, would have to wear a certain type of clothing. And they would make it made of linen. Well, why? Well, linen was airy. Remember, it's the Middle East, it's hot. Mm-hmm. It was something that they wanted to work in spiritual service without sweating whatever you do, it doesn't mean it won't require hard work or effort or focus, but it should just come naturally. And when you meet people who are in flow, it means they're following their purpose. So for you, if you have spiritual fatigue and you feel like, I just don't know what to do, one, go to your earliest memories and say, this is what came naturally to me as a, mm-hmm. as a child. Two, look for what you, you're predisposed to. Like if you like maybe acting or flying, or there's something that comes just naturally to you. Something that's a passion. It is. Something a, that, that drives you and motivates you for no other reason than you love it. Correct. So if if you had you know, millions of dollars every need met what would you do right now and just sit with that question and mm-hmm. find out um and then three just take some kind of action and test it not all of us know what our life purposes are i'm the king of that i've had more careers than than your average bear <laughs> and uh, what i've done in those careers to test things do i like this i thought i'd like one thing didn't really like it this thing I didn't know if I'd like. Well, I loved it. Well, test them out and just see where you fit. And usually, being on a journey, you're going to have some paths that open up to you. Mm-hmm. You know, take the best way to explore it is to try one, see if it works. So that's a way to deal with spiritual fatigue.
1: And there's all kinds of different ways that we can uh, creatively adapt our jobs to align with that mm-hmm. passion that we have. Um, believe it or not, there can be a lot of flexibility, especially in this wing where we're called to be audaciously innovative. Um, to find a way to use your passion at work. But that doesn't mean that necessarily you have to uh, be your passion. That doesn't mean necessarily that your passion has to be your work or your occupation you can find your sense of meaning or purpose outside of that too yeah
0: but even if you do for so for instance let's say we meet and we've met folks in our wing who have acting experience and mm-hmm. they and drama is their passion but they're intel they do briefings so what can they do well bring your passion to work so next time you're going to present a briefing and you have your slide all made and it meets all the standards pr- pretend like this is a performance walk in and make sure you have your line's done perfectly. Mm-hmm. Present as if you would on stage. You know, show, present data, certainly, but just show up and bring your gifts to that area. If you love sports, you're a basketball person. Well, we have some of those in our wing, too. Well, go start playing the base basketball team. Teach people to play basketball. Like Bring your passion. It might not be in the workplace every day, but mm-hmm. offer your gift to those around you while you're doing your job. And you can rock it. And that's why I think any passion we have, for the most part, can be incorporated in the workplace appropriately. Again, appropriately, so you don't think you come in tomorrow and start <laughs> throwing your Bible around at people. Like, no, 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 no. Um, but come in and, and demonstrate your faith. Be somebody who's a strong person of faith. And know how you do it? By being focused on your job and doing an amazing job in everything you do and produce excellence. That's all. Fantastic. Okay, well, on that note, that's that's it for this week's um, episode of The Pillars. Next week, we're going to focus some more on fatigue. and um, our... uh, Yeah, from the social and mental
1: pillar perspective. So we'll be uh, tying certainly into some of the things we talked about today. Uh, but for right now, just focus on if you're experiencing physical fatigue, some of those techniques that we discussed to uh, keep your body in motion, to feel it the right way, to get the kind of sleep that you need in order to, to feel restored and ready to tackle the next day. And then from a spiritual perspective, to find that sense of, of passion, that that meaning and purpose, and use that to feel how you interact with everybody at work, at home, in your social life. And then we'll dig into that more
0: next time. time. Thank you. So thank you for listening to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridget. And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker. Until next time, if you need us, reach out to us on the global address list, or you can see our forthcoming Twitter account. And we want to thank you for what you do for our nation, and we just hope you have a great day.